everybody. Welcome to episode number 184 of the Debt Free Dad podcast. So did you know that there are on average 300,000 items in an American household, according to the LA Times? And according to NPR, the average home size has nearly tripled in the last 50 years. Now, we recently completed a declutter challenge with our Roots Personal Finance membership group, and our members have embraced this challenge over this past month of July and are having tremendous success. And their success is not only helping tidy up some of their spaces, but it's also helping them with their finances, including saving a bunch of money. We're going to share how they did this on today's episode. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Debt-Free Dad podcast with Brad Nelson. Brad and his co-hosts experience the anxiety of living paycheck to paycheck before learning the fundamentals of financial security. They are now on a mission to empower regular people to pay off their debt for good and enjoy happier, less stressful lives. Keep listening for inspirational interviews, tips, tricks, and practical advice to gain financial freedom. Hey, 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 how's everyone doing today? You can find us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Defrey Dad. And as always, guys, welcome to today's show. Uh, remember to get all the resources, show notes, and links for today's show. You can head over to balancedcom forward slash 184. That's B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-C-E-N-T-S dot com forward slash 184. And uh, as kind of just a heads up, uh, a lot of that is going to be changing here as far as our website and all of that information. I uh, just want to give you guys a heads up on that, that that will be coming up. Uh, so when you go to that website, you should still be able to access this episode, but uh, we have secured the domain for uh, debtfreedad.com. Finally, after uh, years of kind of working a little bit, then taking some time off with the person who owned it, and then uh, Ryan hit a home run on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Ryan. <laughs> so uh, we will be at debtfreedad.com soon enough, and Balance Sense will still be there, but we won't be obviously using that one uh, nearly as much. So just so you guys have a heads up, uh, moving forward, those uh, those URLs and websites will change a little bit uh, if you're heading over to the website, and uh, we'll have some formal announcements coming up on that, uh, coming up soon. So guys, today we're talking all about uh, decluttering. I think this is pretty timely just right now. Obviously, as this episode airs, we're kind of uh, towards, uh, kind of creeping towards the end of summer. We got like a month left, so it's still plenty of time to take advantage of uh, a lot of the information that we're going to take or share today, honestly, with uh, decluttering, making some money, being able to build your emergency fund, being able to pay down debt, and uh, we find that this is just an easy area for most people to be able to make some quick cash, and uh, the reason being is because of some of the statistics, the statistics that we just shared opening up the show. Uh, you know, like 300,000 items in a household. And I got to admit, when I first heard this, they actually shared this on, uh, was one of the minimalism, um, it was a documentary they did on Netflix. And this came out several years ago, three, four years ago. And I remember hearing this statistic on there. I was like, there's no way I have 300,000 items in my house. <laughs> and then I moved. You think of like every little item though. Yeah. But then I moved and I'm like, I, I think I was wrong. <laughs> because I might have more. <laughs> it is amazing how much stuff you can cram and even we lived in a pretty small house. I want to say it was maybe, maybe 1,100 square feet tops. It was not very big. And we had so much stuff crammed in that house. It was unbelievable. And when you start pulling some of that stuff out, it's just like, how do we have this much stuff, right? Have you guys ever thought the same thing? Obviously, Katie, you just got through moving. Yes. And I have moved across the country twice. And somehow all of my stuff exponentially increases 
between each move. And yeah, it's annoying. And I'm ready to just live in a van and throw it all away. <laughs> just burn it. Just, yeah. Just burn it. That's how I feel. Like when we moved, I was just like, I just, we just don't need all of this. And even after, uh, you know, Sarah passed away and I had to start going through all of that kind of stuff. And I've, I've, I got rid of some of like a whole bunch of my own stuff. It's like, there's just so much junk that you just don't use. Don't ever look at. Um, in fact, there's a statistic here. I'm going to share 80% of the items in our house. We rarely use according to surveys conducted by national organization of professional organizers, organizers, 80% of the items in our house. We rarely use, um, like think about that's a huge percentage It's huge. Like we got rid of, um, and maybe, I don't know, if is this a thing anymore for younger generations or, you know, like, do you guys remember as kids, you know, our parents would have like China, you know, like the mm. fancy plates. And stuff. Is that a thing anymore? Do people do that anymore? My sister-in-law still does. Yep. Do they? Yeah. She Chris, pulls out the fancy China. Chris, you're shaking your head. Yes. Do you guys do this? Well, do we do it? No. Does my wife do it? Yes. Uh, be clear on <laughs> Actually, she's not she's not too terrible about it, but I mean, I think a lot of people our age, you gotta have the china cabinet to put the china in, right? Yeah. So, I, I by the way, Katie, I'm, I'm thinking uh, I have to say this: living in a van reminded me of Chris Farley and Saturday Night Live <laughs> that one skit. I don't know how many yeah, other people now, that came to mind. But when he did it, and you live in a van, that was bad. Now you have to pay like $45,000 to have a nice van that you can drive around and down by the river. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, if I am pulling out actual plates, it is fancy versus paper plates. So no China here. No China. All right. Yeah. I'm not a China. Mm -hmm. I don't have, I have a place setting for four people. That's what we have. And those plates have chips on them because I don't have a dishwasher. So I have to hand wash them. So if you come over, it's, it's not fancy. Right? <laughs> and seriously, like for the holidays, it's like paper plates all the way. Cause then there's no dishes. You throw them away. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that's what I'm wondering. Is there like a cutoff for that? Like of a generation, you know, I'm just wondering. My how- parents. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering if you're listening Maybe. to this, send us an email. I'm interested. Uh, send, a, send us an email at brad at the If you use China, I want to know if you don't. And you're like more of a Chinette paper plate person like me. I'd like to know that too. <laughs> Maybe it's that same cutoff between millennial and, and, and the d- generation discussion we were having a few weeks ago where that age group goes from one to another. One's China, one's not. Right. Yeah. Like I still have my mom's fancy silverware. I just saw it the other day. It's up there. It's still in like this wooden box. It's like super, you know, nice. Like, what am I going to do with this? You know? So you do sort of have China. I, I guess I do. I just never take it out. One of these days, I'm going to have paper plates and really fancy silverware. <laughs> Make sure you polish it. Hence 80% of the stuff you don't use. We know part of what your 80% is. <laughs> so check out some of these other statistics. According to Lost and Found Statistics, the average person spends two and a half days looking for lost items per year. Two and a half days. I've actually saw one statistic. This That's was from this was the most recent one, but a couple years earlier from this, <laughs> where it came out with a st- it's a twelve days the average person spends. What a twelve days oh, a year! How, how like, dirty is your house to not be able to find all? The no, things. if you just move, cluttered. I, 
I have lived here for uh, two months now and I still can't find, I know I have a ton of paper clips, can't find a single paper clip anywhere. So, <laughs> oh, I'm still living. <laughs> Katie's on day 30. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're like 62 by this point. So. Uh, U.S. children make up 3.7% of the children on the planet. But I've, And I've heard this one before. This is shocking. But the U.S. children have 47% of all the toys and children's books, according to L.A. Times. And the average wow. 10-year-old child plays with 12 toys on a daily basis despite owning. Holy crap. This is crazy. And I think it is, but I guarantee you I probably have 238 toys in my house. But on average, 238 toys is what the average 10-year-old has. 238. Okay, Dang. I shouldn't lie. I probably have 238 with Legos. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, that's a lot. That's a lot of toys. But on average, only plays with 12. And then 25% of the people who have two-car garages cannot fit any vehicles. Not not one, but not any. <laughs> <laughs> For real? Oh, we got to spill well, the beans. You know, we, had, we had a bigger house, and we sold the house last year. We moved up to up here, and it's a smaller home. And I had a storage unit for some of it. And, and to be fair, half of it's probably... Adult male. Well, let me rephrase this. Log splitter, right? Guy toys, all right? Oh, tools. Men toys, all right? That's what I was <laughs> <laughs> uh, The radio alarm saw, the chipper shredder, those types of things. That's That's my toys, I guess. And they take up a lot of the garage and we had them in storage, but then the storage prices went through the roof. So I brought them to the house and now I can't fit the cars in there. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, you know, if you have a bigger yard, I mean, it, you definitely, it, your garage fills up pretty quick. Like I have a lawn tractor. I've got a little less than a half acre and I've got a lawn tractor and then I've got a yard sweeper behind it. I mean, that takes up one garage space. So I, I can understand why people, you know, when you look at that statistic of why home sizes have, have tripled. I can at least understand why garage, you know, garage spaces have gotten bigger with like three car garages because I would totally use it just for that kind of stuff for the yard. And obviously, if you have a smaller yard, you ain't got to worry about some of that stuff. So that stuff I can kind of relate to, you know, not being able to park. But I can at least park one vehicle in there. I, I will say that. Um, so anyways, Amber, you ran this challenge in July. So yeah. uh, why don't you share some of the benefits of um, why we did this and what helped these guys? I mean, and the challenge was basically every single week we put out a challenge for decluttering and it was just different things to do for decluttering. So like the first week might be just starting small, start with a drawer just to get everybody into decluttering some stuff. And then it was like, we want to challenge them to sell at least a hundred dollars worth of stuff in the next week and so on and so on. So the, some of the benefits though, to actually decluttering your home are reduced stress. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, if I live in a cluttered space, I'm not happy. I can't come to my desk and be like work. If it's cluttered, I clean it first. Um, improve focus on important things. Uh, better mental health. I mean, that goes hand in hand, I think with stress. And then it's a lot easier to clean when you don't have a bunch of clutter and you get better sleep when you don't have a bunch of clutter. And I can attest to that because I cannot sleep if like I have laundry sitting in a pile in the corner of my room. Yeah, It just drives, it drives me nuts. I can't do it. And and then I dump my clean laundry on the bed and I'm like, okay, that means I have to fold it. And then I just kind of scoot it over and shove it up next to it. So. <laughs> it's nice and warm. It's extra, with her laundry. Extra blankets. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, when I started working from home and I started this business, I got so sensitive to clutter because, you know, you're around, you're at home all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. 
And it's just like I when and like I'm at home with Summer and I've got this four year old girl running around and she don't care about that kind of stuff. Like there is stuff everywhere. That's why like in my room, it's like your kids aren't allowed in the room. It's not that I don't want you in here. It's just like, this is my space. Like I come in here and there ain't stuff anywhere. Right? <laughs> Leave it alone. Don't come in here. Right. But you're absolutely right. It causes a lot of stress for me, especially now, obviously with the kids, I've gotten better over the years, but, um, but just random things like stuff on countertops and, uh, just, ugh. Drives me nuts, right? Does anybody else clean when they leave the house for like a vacation? Mm-hmm. I clean my house before my cleaner comes and cleans my house. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Not clean what? it, clean it. Not clean it, clean it. But yeah, I pick it up. Like I don't want yeah. my cleaner have to come over and, you know, have to pick up like the kids' toys or pick up some clothes that are on the floor or, you know, the stuffed animals that have been throwing, you know, all over when they had, you know, f- you know, Fortnite and stuff, you know, just all the stuff that these kids do. So yeah, I go through, I clean up the house and you know, it's, you don't want someone coming in and having to go through all your disgusting stuff. That's, that's not what you hire them for. It's like that's washing me, the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. That I don't is, get that one. It kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little weird teeth. about it. Brush your teeth before going to the dentist. I'm like, no, eat all the Oreos because, you know, oh, no, you have to brush your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Where is this not, discussion going? I do not eat Oreos before the dentist. <laughs> They're delicious. Would you imagine? You should totally do it. That'd be so funny. <laughs> I know. My dentists were very good friends. I would feel bad for the hygienist. Um, <laughs> so a recent article from realsimple.com states that decluttering can help you save money. When your home is visually appealing to you, it becomes more a sanctuary or a refuge from the outside world, saving you money because you aren't shopping mindlessly to avoid dealing with your clutter, uh, says Lauren Loney, a CPA and uh, financial coach. So uh, what would you guys feel about that? I mean, I would definitely, I mean, I don't know. I would definitely agree because I I will say, you know, one of the things that stress me out, like when the kids have birthday parties or when it's Christmas, one of the biggest things or that stresses me out about all that stuff is like what, where to put the stuff once they open it. You know, it's like having to go through and reorganize all of the toy bins and the toy boxes and, you know, going through and putting all of that stuff away. That stuff drives me nuts. You know, so it's like when I get rid of things, I am actually less likely to bring more things back into the house because I I love the fact that there's hardly anything in there. I am like this. So just by nature, like I, I have always just been a, like a declutter, um, like the kids, especially growing, even to this day, like it's just those days where I'm on the hunt and they're like closing their doors because they know. Like I'm looking for something to throw away <laughs> or to sell or whatever. Um, Cause I, you know, and, and we've had, we've had people, you know, even family, you know, the, you know, people give you things mm-hmm. and, you know, years later, it's like, you know, we either sell it or give it away. And, you know, we have to have, you know, people are like, Oh, you got rid of that. It's like, well, we've used it. It's like, it's done. Like it's now it's just sitting here. So it's like, you know, I've got like a six month rule, you know, if it's like not been really used in six months, it's like, do you really need it? And my, so my daughter's and then the you worst. throw it out and then you oh. find so eight months oh. later. You're like, oh. Damn. Yes. That's the worst. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Paul and I were cleaning out the garage the other day and, uh, we, he has this like speaker, not a speaker. He had a stereo and I'm like, do you really need the stereo still? Like he goes, well, I might use it. I was like, well, where'd the speakers go? He goes, you threw them out. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? What do you mean? I threw them out. I must've asked you. No, well, you kind of did. He says we were cleaning out the garage last time. You said, "Do you need these?" 
now you don't need these and you toss them in the back of my truck <laughs> oh well i guess it was, you it was probably, the stereo now either it was probably more like do you need this <laughs> and he felt guilty and was like no. you're really good at that <laughs> uh, yeah i throw i throw all the things out yeah i don't know i think for me i mean it's it's definitely helped with the spending you know, I mean, yeah. I, 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 over the mm-hmm. years, I mean, that's not to yes. say that I don't spend money and still bring things into the house. It's just, you know, like even like tools, like Chris, you mentioned tools. Like if I'm working on a certain project, I, I very like, instead of buying it, I'll look at renting it first. Mm-hmm. Now, whereas opposed to before I might've just bought it. Cause it's like, well, then I'll always have it. Well, now I got to store it and I got to find a place for it and all that kind of stuff. So if it's like, you know, a once, you know, once in a while project, something that I don't need, you know, obviously you can yeah. borrow it from somebody instead of just buying it. Um, but I think there's a lot of ways that you can get around some of that without, you know, again, once you kind of declutter, you don't want to bring that stuff back in, which again, mm-hmm. helps you with your personal finances. Yep. Um, obviously number two is you can earn money on items that you don't necessarily need, which is one of the reasons why we're even talking about this on the show is that if you're looking to build your emergency fund, or if you're behind in bills, uh, or if you want to pay down extra debt, I mean, selling stuff that's around your house is just, it's like, I guess you look at it like a little gold mine in a lot of cases for, for some people. And, and I mean, we've had members sell, I mean, honestly, thousands of dollars. Um, yeah. In fact, there's one member, and I'm not going to mention names, um, but I know one member specifically, well over $10,000 was sold. And that's incredible. Now, I understand that not all of us have that much stuff or maybe that much stuff that has value. Um, but a lot of us still have a lot of stuff that we can get rid of to, to be able to help save money or pay down debt and move things along a little bit faster. And just... Just in this five week challenge, like the total that they reported on, and I know there's more, it was over five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's incredible. Just in the five weeks that the members were doing this. Right. And I mean, this the thing is though, like I've sold um a bunch of stuff on like Facebook Marketplace, stuff like that. You gotta be patient. Don't think like us oh, so we're gonna sell and just toss it. Cause I've had stuff on there for weeks and then all of a sudden somebody's asking about it. Yeah. So yeah. you just gotta be patient. Like if you want to make the money on it, be patient. If you are just literally want to get decluttering, donate it to somebody. Yeah. Facebook marketplace definitely has, uh, that is one of the bonuses that we actually have in roots right now is we have, we had a member who was really successful on marketplace came on and did like a little bonus module for us and kind of shared their tips and tricks on what they learned on marketplace over the months, like selling all these things. And, um, they definitely learned like there was an algorithm to it. So like if you've posted things on there and it hasn't sold, try posting on different days. Try posting at different times during the day. Um, don't just give up on it and think that nobody wants it. Try changing up the description. Look up other items that are on Marketplace that are similar to yours and see what they're doing with it to have a little bit more competition. Uh, so it does take a little bit of work. It's not like you know you just post things or you just say, you know, sweater, large. 10 bucks, you know, and, and that's going to sell it all the time. Uh, you know, you might have to just put a little bit more work and detail into it, but sometimes that goes a long way. Uh, and especially on Facebook marketplace, I love, I love some of the TikTok jokes about it. Um, you know, where I think the, the famous line on Facebook marketplace and the message that you get is, is this still available? <laughs> right? And then, and, then they never, and then you're like, yes, it's still posted. And then they never respond. Right. (laughs) You know, so hopefully, hopefully it avoids more of those types of, um, you know, empty messages and, and things that waste your time. But, uh, you know, if you're willing to deal with a little bit of some of the, you know, annoyances that come with it, I mean, you can do really, really well there. Uh, the other area too, is just saving money on the storage fees too. Uh, now Chris, you mentioned you had a storage unit. Um, 
did you guys? I love this statistic. I don't. I think we've talked about this on the show before, but uh, there are now more storage facilities than there are McDonald's restaurants and Starbucks restaurants combined in the United States. More storage facilities than Starbucks and McDonald's combined. They are not where I'm at. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. There, uh, maybe. There, there's, a, there's actually about three or four facilities being built right now. I, I pass them on the way to the shop. But traditionally, there's that's been an area that's underserved, but more and more people are moving in this, this area. Yeah. And there's just not enough storage. So um, we we were paying about 150 bucks a month, and they went to like 225 with like five days notice. And so I, in five days, went and emptied it out and put it all in my garage. And now I don't pay anything for it, but I can't park my cars in the garage now either. <laughs> yeah. And what's that show with the pond? Like it's the people who bid on the Stor- storage. Yeah. Storage wars. Yeah. And then the guy with the pawn shop and yeah, it's like, yeah. that's big money. But yeah, when I started roots, I was like, how am I going to save a thousand dollars? And most of it was, selling stuff was how I built my first emergency fund. Yeah. Yeah. So Amber, can you break down these weeks? Like what kind of things do these guys do over these weeks as you built up to it? Cause we just didn't like throw out this, them, you know, we just kind of focused one week at a time and breaking it down into smaller segments. Yeah, we did one week at a time. And basically the first week was just like sorting like one small little space, a closet, a drawer, something like that to just get them started. Um, Keeping in mind, like an open mind, on because a lot of people have a hard time getting rid of their stuff it's it's their stuff they might need it you know there might be an emotional connection to it um and then week two was all about just assessing and sorting and just like making piles so do you keep it is it a sell pile is it a donate pile or is it just a discard pile um so just kind of getting into the habit of sorting things and thinking about it not necessarily like the does this bring me joy thing but <laughs> is that was i was just gonna bring that up who was that what was her name Marie, Marie Marie Kondo. Marie yeah Kondo. is she still is yeah. she still like a like a big on netflix or something or is that still i haven't seen her it was no. only like six episodes but i'll be honest it did actually work well for me to do the bless the thing for bringing it joy in your life before you like just toss it out because there is an emotional connection for people who have that sentimental value or someone just described it as it's linked to a person you were in your past so it's kind of like you're saying goodbye to that part of your past a little bit too and I'm like that would that would make sense in my particular case so yeah it makes sense to thank it but you're done now. <laughs> Look at Brian's face. I can just see what he's right now. Thank you. Brian <laughs> <laughs> I, I and I are built much of the same way. And that's why I was just yeah. laughing because it's, yeah. you're like, you're so, because we're, we're all so different. It's just amazing how different people can be when it comes to things and stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when my wife and I got married and, <laughs> my mother-in-law brought down like a box of like new kids on the block stuff and like all this memorabilia from grade school, all this stuff. And I was like, we got it in the car and I'm like, we're going to throw all that out. Right. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, again, I'm not, I'm not opposed. Like we have some things for the kids. We keep have kept some sentimental things, but I mean the amount of stuff they brought home over 18 years of school, it's like, dude, like I, I, I just don't, I, I don't reminisce over my own wedding. You're not going to reminisce over your third grade art project, you know, 
some of them you will, and some of them we kept, but like there's just can be so much of it. So yeah, I just, it's hard. I, I a hundred percent, I, I feel bad. Sometimes my wife has to keep me in line. Like can't get rid of that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the minimalist and the pack rat usually marry each other. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so Ryan practice this. Do you really need that? <laughs> oh, I practice it every, all the time with my daughter. Trust me. She is, she has, she's the one where I just, I stay out of her room. Cause if I open a drawer, I'm just like, ah, like, <laughs> what is this from? Oh, it's from, she's got a whole story behind it. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. that was, yeah, that's our daughter too. Yeah. She could, she can't get rid of anything. You walk into her house and it's like stuff everywhere. <laughs> I remember this. But it uh, means so much to me. <laughs> this, this one time Sarah went out of town. And so I'm downstairs in the basement, like cleaning it up. And I come across like these stupid things, like this cake pop machine, <laughs> like to make cake pops, um, like these little hot dog. Like she had the, like the little plastic hot dog containers, like they're like little trays for hot dogs. And I'm just like, we're never going to use any of this stuff. <laughs> so I made the mistake of throwing it away. <laughs> yeah. She comes back and it was probably like three months later. And all of a sudden, Noah, he's probably maybe five, six years old. And he's like, we should make cake pops. And she's like, I have a cake pop machine. I can't tell you. I did not live that one down for a long time. I think uh, I've, in fact, even Noah still brings it up to this day. Dad, you want to go make some cake pops? <laughs> That's, That's great. Yeah, you definitely have to have that conversation because I agree. You know, if you have a if you have a minimalist and a pack rat, that can get a little challenging. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I'm sentimental, but I also tell my parents all this stuff that's down in your basement. I don't want to have to go through it later, so you can get rid of it now. It's okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna make you go through it. <laughs> oh, that's hard. No, that's awful. No. Week three, we had them selling stuff, and that's where things got interesting because. That's where they started making a lot of money. Like we had one over $2,000 just in, you know, these last five weeks of selling stuff they went through, they declared like crazy wow. and over $2,000. Yeah. yeah that's so incredible. utilizing places like Facebook marketplace, buy and sell groups, online resources, um, even rummage sales, yard sales, we call them in Canada. Um, so even that like really gets rid of stuff, especially that summer's still here. People are still shopping at those do it now. while the weather is good. Um, and then week five, four and five, we were donating unwanted stuff and just continuing the process. So we just kind of did it over again. Yeah. Awesome. That yeah, was a lot. It was very successful. So again, uh, just hopefully the goal of the today's show is just to get you motivated to, to get started with some of these things. Uh, not only is it going to have a benefit just with your finances, but also just getting rid of a bunch of stuff. So many of our members talk about just, it is so much less stress just having to deal with all that junk in their house and feeling good about being able to use that money to, uh, you know, save money and pay down debt. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial and then we'll be back with uh, some celebrations. So the totally awesome debt freedom planner is helping so many people make consistent progress with their finances, whether that be building emergency funds, paying down bills, budgeting, tracking paydays, saving up for larger purchases, goal planning, and planning for those irregular yearly expenses that always seem to catch you by surprise. Now, the debt freedom planner will help you take the stress out of managing your money. And if the thought is running through your mind, hey, I just need to have a simple tool to get my finances together, this planner is perfect for you. Head over to therealdebtfreedad.com, click on the Debt Freedom Planner in the menu at the top of the page, and order your Debt Freedom Planner today. 
about your money. Let's talk about all the good things, all the bad things that may be. Let's talk about that. And that's how it means it's time for the celebrations of the show. First, we have Kim Schmidt decluttered and sent bags to Goodwill, started writing daily payments and wrote down long-term goals. Just starting this process feels good. Yeah, that's awesome. Way to go, Kim. Samantha Hub sold $150 of basement stuff on Facebook Marketplace and donated three bags of old clothes. I cleaned out my basement junk and the garage. She says, woohoo, it feels so good. Way to go, Samantha. <laughs> and Michelle Saddam. Sorry if I butchered that last name. Michelle sold $1,300 worth of stuff and filled a 20-yard dumpster. Wow. Her words, full of crap. <laughs> and donated two garbage bags full of clothes and threw out two garbage bags full of stuff just yesterday. Awesome. And then Hillary Morse sold over $475 on this challenge, but she's now sold over $4,000 on Facebook Marketplace. And I've been talking to Hillary and I believe she also just used part of that to take her daughter on a little mini getaway vacation and right. good use for that. Yeah, that is incredible. $4,000. So for those of you who are like, man, I got no money in my bank. How good would $4,000 feel in your savings account right now? That's awesome, Hillary. Good for you. Uh, Normandy Bryant, uh, I need to get on the ball, but for me, I have sold three hundred dollars in inventory to move out of the house to move out of the house that I needed to. Yes, yeah, that is awesome. Way to go, Normandy! Yeah, these are great wins. So, uh, get to decluttering, save some money, pay down some debt. Congratulations, guys! And hey, if you're just getting started with our podcast, or maybe you've been listening for some time and you're interested in how you can get on the road to financial freedom, go visit our website at balancesense.com and sign up for my free Life Without Payments workshop, where I'm going to show you the first steps that have helped tens of thousands of people just like you and I kick financial stress and worry for good. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Brad Nelson Debt-Free Dad. If you found value in today's episode, please leave a rating and review. We so appreciate it. For resources, show notes, and links mentioned in today's show, visit balancedsense.com. That's balancedsense, C-E-N-T-S, dot com. Catch you next week. <laughs>